Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, everybody. It's Positively Wrestling. We're back this week again. I am Tim Kennard. Joining me, as always, is the heel to my baby face, the brain to my gorilla, the hmm, dark side of my ring. It's a stretch on that one, but it's topical. (laughs) Unfortunately. Oi, Steve, how's it going, buddy? It's been, this week has been a year. Okay. Um, yeah. So it, it's definitely been a, t- a tumultuous one. Yesterday, not my finest day, as as you know, I went through some stuff. But yep. today, much better, much better. We had an event at, at work. I got to pin a couple of seniors at senior pinning. They nice. senior asks someone specifically to to pin them, and one of them is a student I've talked about before. Who we've we've become very close. She came here from. El Salvador and really had no adults in her life and I had no kids and we just kind of connected and so she's like my daughter and she asked me to pin her and it was a really special moment the highlight of my time at the at the university for sure so today was a special day and it definitely counteracted the the crappy day I had yesterday so I'm okay is the the, the short answer <laughs> to that question yeah that's good um and feeling fine from your uh your surgery earlier oh gosh yeah i essentially had a tooth replaced um not really but you know one of my teeth i broke when i was a kid and so it's not completely real it's covered by a cap and i had to have that replaced and man i was there for three and a half hours while they were replacing this tooth and it's a little longer than the old one was and so I'm essentially having to relearn how to say the S sound. <laughs> so if that comes across today, that's why. A little trouble with, with CHs as okay. well and SHs. I'm actually going back on Monday so they can shave it down a bit and make it feel a little, a little <laughs> like I'm used to. Um, but I, I'm in no pain. Well, that's good. It's just annoying me. <laughs> but yeah, it, it's definitely been uh, a roller coaster of a week. But I'm yeah. here. And well, it's been a roller coaster of a week in wrestling too. We'll talk about yes, that. yes. Um, yeah. uh, we'll get into it, but let's jump into our three count uh, as we do at the top of every show. And uh, it was my challenge for this week, and it was I was looking for your three favorite uh, failed gimmicks that you know it, it could be a prominent wrestler who went on to have a huge success. Um, but maybe had just a failed gimmick along the way that you liked, that you thought was cool, and maybe you wish would have gone more, or you just found it really fun, so you liked it for the short time it was there. Um, or it could be somebody, maybe they had one gimmick and were gone and it failed, but you liked them. You know, whatever. Just your fa- your three favorite failed gimmicks that never produced, like, championships. <laughs> so, Okay. Oh, is um, that a oh, okay? <laughs> I may have to. I may have to think really quick then, because technically one of mine was, but it didn't last a whole long time. Uh, well, I mean, it's okay. You don't have to to retool okay. it. Um, that was more of just a 
suggestion, not a guideline. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah. Um, Cause definitely we've had some, some title holders that, that didn't leave much of a mark. That's true. That's yeah. true. But uh, I'll let you kick us off. What you okay. got at number three? All right. So number three, I feel like it's the easy one. I feel like it's the one most people would, would say, but uh, I'm going to do it anyway, because I think it counts. Uh, Waylon Mercy. Ah. Uh, when Dan Spivey returned to the WWF in the mid-90s, he came back with this Waylon Mercy character. Would you, would you say a little Cape Fear-ish? Yeah, definitely Cape Fear. Yeah. Um, and he had this cool piano entrance music, and, and uh, he was just very laid back and soft-spoken and lives are going to be in Waylon Mercy's hands. Know what I mean? <laughs> and it, it, I think it would have been something. Um, and I, th- they were behind it yeah. in the office. But the problem was Dan Spivey, by that point in his career, was so hurt, he couldn't keep wrestling. Yep. And so he had to abandon the gimmick and they had to, uh, he had to quit wrestling. And it's a shame because uh, it was definitely something a little different. Uh, something we, we kind of saw again when Bray Wyatt eventually came around, or at least a, a form of it when he was doing the Wyatt family. He was kind of um, the proto brick because he even had the Hawaiian shirt and everything. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. So he was kind of the, the progenitor of that character. And uh, I do think it, it could have been something. Dan Spivey was always great in the ring too. Uh, just a shame that, it didn't fail because of the creative. It failed because of just wear and tear on the body of a guy who'd been wrestling a long time. Yeah, that's a great choice. It was a very good choice at number three. Uh, my number three, Waylon Mercy. <laughs> oh, well, there we go. Yep, same one. Uh, yeah, yeah, it the was easy just, one, like I said, right? Yeah, it's, it's an yeah. easy one, but he was so cool. I really dug it. Um, he uh, started, made his debut squashing a 19 year old jeff hardy oh i didn't remember that okay yeah um but yeah so he was again very cape fear uh the de niro and cape fear of course right um but yeah just a cool bad guy cool heel but again cut short not because it couldn't have gone somewhere but because spivey couldn't go anymore so you you wrapped up a lot of what I was going to say anyway. So we're good. Number three, Waylon Mercy across the board. (laughs) All right. Well, for, for my number two, uh, I was going to say, so, and I was going to say four and it came out. (laughs) Faux. Faux show. (laughs) That wasn't my tooth's fault. That was just me being a moron and not knowing how to speak. Um, So for my number two, uh, this is the one that did have a championship reign, but nobody really talks about them. Deuce, Domino, and Cherry. Hey, all right. They all weren't right. around for a, a super long time. They never had any big, high-profile matches. No one seemed to really... They weren't really over, but I liked them. They were very 80s tag team with the full gimmick. They were a real tag team. They weren't singles wrestlers that were put together. They had a manager. Um, with the, it was a 50s doo-wop gimmick is what it was. And they had cool entrance music. That counts. The second time I mentioned it, that counts. And um, they were tag team champions, but most people probably don't remember that because people don't talk about Deuce and Domino. And I think that's a shame because they they were not bad in the ring. Um, you know, I'm not saying they were, you know, the New Day or whatever, but they weren't bad. And, uh, 
yeah, I, I just think more people should talk about Deuce and Domino. I really like them. And that was during that time that I've talked about a couple a couple times when we've done some some retro reviews and stuff that wasn't my favorite time in wrestling. Mm-hmm. But they were one of the gimmicks that I actually liked during that time. So they're my number two. I like, yeah, I like Deuce and Domino a lot too. They were very, very cool. Um, in fact, I think a weird bit of trivia, I think they got released and but cherry was stayed for a little while it was kind of weird <laughs> she had a few okay. times where she came at, came out on her own for you know like uh divas matches um, i may vaguely be remembering that but i don't remember it, very it was only like okay. once or twice it was not like okay. a, a long thing yeah but yeah no i love the the you know the the 50s aesthetic the whole mm-hmm. thing it was great it was very grease yeah. i love it it was um number two for me <laughs> Oh, I do love this one. Quang. Oh, yeah. Gotta love Quang, man. Of course, this is a, would later go on to become Savio Vega, for those who don't know. Yep. Um, but yeah, uh, debuted uh, in 1994. Um, a very Asian kind of aesthetic managed by, I believe, Harvey Whippleman, I believe was his manager, mm-hmm. um, and had a mask. And I just thought it was, it was because really he wasn't cool. Asian. <laughs> yeah, because he was totally not Asian. Yeah, uh, not the first time they've they've done that. Let's not forget Hakeem's yeah. African Dream. Oh, um, yeah, that was the joke, though. Yeah, you know, that's true. That was the joke. Yeah, they weren't trying to to pass him off as someone who is actually African. But yeah, here that's true. That's um, true. I mean, it's closer to Yokozuna. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah, Yoko would be a much better um, example. Uh, but yeah, uh, let's see, uh, was in the Rumble. Uh, I think he had a match against uh, Brett. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Monday Night Raw, he lost to mm-hmm. Brett when Brett was champion, mm-hmm. and lost a King of the Ring qualifier to Razor Ramon. So he had a couple high-profile opponents mm-hmm. and matches, um, but just did not go anywhere and he lost his final match do you know not off the top of my head okay uh hakushi oh okay i would not have guessed that okay but uh yeah i I just thought it was fun i thought it was great that uh, they added him as a playable character in one of the video games but only on the 32x version (laughs) of uh it may it might have been raw the 32x version of raw or the 32x version right. of uh royal rumble one or the other i think it was raw yeah yeah so he he did he did make an impression enough to get in a video game <laughs> right or at least you know the version that no one had yeah the version yeah. that literally less than a percent of gamers have probably ever gotten to play i wonder what that sells for on ebay i'm going to look that up actually i don't think it's that much uh, i mean really well, video game prices and stuff have gone up since the pandemic. Um, uh, collector prices have jumped significantly, even on older stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but it used to be a 32X was not that hard to get a hold of. Same thing with the Genesis. The 32X cart might be the hardest one, but I'd say you wouldn't pay more than, I'm guessing here, maybe around 40 or 50 at most. Mm-hmm. Um I would just think it would be a hard game to find. Yeah. Um, and that's what I'm saying. The, the game is probably the one to find that there's more of a scarcity of. Right. Because fewer copies made on a system that 
had a low install base basically yeah but yeah but hey this isn't a game podcast <laughs> hey it's a wrestling video game we're talking about that's true it's, right. it's at least in the in the realm there yeah but uh number one your favorite failed gimmick what is it all right so i guess it's a little arguable if this is failed but i'm considering it failed because most people crap on it when they talk about it everybody knows it it's not it's not an obscure gimmick okay but people generally crap on it never had any main event matches never had any titles had a a high profile program um but then that was it and kind of petered out and we're talking papa shango hey hey. i loved papa shango it was that character it was something different you completely unpredictable you never knew what was going to happen i mean he had a match where he set his opponent's feet on fire and just out of nowhere didn't put a match to him just suddenly the feet burst into flames um yeah and then of course you know he (laughs) he did have that uh program with the ultimate warrior and that's that's what most people remember with the black ooze running out of the warrior's forehead during his promo with mean gene the promo where he mysteriously wore an ultimate warrior jacket for the first and last time in his career um hmm wonder if anything weird will go on he's wearing a jacket um and then throwing up pea soup in the back yeah uh, um so some very memorable things but i don't know people like to make fun of papa shango and i had a lot of fun with it and my dad hated it oh <laughs> yeah he hated it you can't believe in that stuff you can't believe in that stuff okay if i want <laughs> my choice it's not real it's like oh okay <laughs> i didn't think it was <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> it's on tv i'm, I'm, I'm guessing here all <laughs> uh, right yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. But papa shango i got a kick out of papa shango and it was when he came back as common mustafa the talk at first was to bring him back as papa shango and i, I wish they had because yeah it's my favorite character of charles Wright, even more than the godfather for me yeah, I am still holding out that one Royal Rumble uh, or AEW Battle Royal appearance at this point. You never know. Well, I guess it could be that because it'd be trademarked, but I guess it had to be a Royal Rumble. But I'd love to see him do it one more time, even if it was yeah. just for the Rumble. Yeah. Oh, huh. hey, just so you know, yes. I'm looking right here at an eBay auction Ah, for the Genesis 32X Raw game. There's one bid on it for $85. Wow. Okay. So that has yeah. jumped up in value. Yeah. Awesome. I'm, I'm You keep talking. I'm going to see what they've sold for. Hey, there you go. <laughs> now I want to know. And now I'm assuming everybody else wants to know. That's true. Well, I can go on with my number one, um, which uh, this one, I, I'm betting this is going to shock you. Okay. My number one favorite failed gimmick, Isaac Yankum, DDS. Really? Yes. We're just talk- we're talking about gimmicks we actually liked, right? Yeah, or yeah, I I, I okay. generally thought it was funny. Okay. And I'm all about the humor. I like okay. the comedy. Mm-hmm. And it was just so ridiculous mm-hmm. in that program with Lawler and Brett. Was yeah, it was mm-hmm. Brett. Yep. Um that I don't know, it always stuck with me. The Isaac hmm. Yank of DDS. And, and part of it could be, I'm also maybe rose tinted glasses just because of the fun of going back and looking at it, knowing that's Kane. Right, right. <laughs> Glenn Jacobs. 
um fake diesel fake diesel he's had he's had a couple he's had yeah. a couple um but yeah isaac yankum i just it was just always so funny with the little vignette in the back in his little dentist office and then you know he'd smile and his teeth look all jacked up <laughs> yeah yeah his hair really, wasn't much better by the way yeah i just really got a kick out of it and it was very very short-lived <laughs> thankfully he did get a SummerSlam match with brett yeah that would be <laughs> what like, what's going on um because i think it was uh yeah less than a year like june to april yeah um brett had had classic SummerSlam matches with demolition the brain busters <laughs> mr perfect the british bulldog owen hart and then they're like all right this year isaac yankum <laughs> man oh goodness I didn't old, expect that. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't think. <laughs> yeah, I, I. I didn't expect that. I didn't think you'd actually like that gimmick. But hey, it's your list. It's your gimmick. List. I'm it's glad you enjoyed it. That's fun. Yeah, it was a, it was a fun. There's a fun three cap to think about. Yeah. I think mm-hmm, it was mm-hmm. a fun little challenge. But yep. it is now your turn, sir. All right. So a little topical. Okay. Not a whole lot to choose from, so it shouldn't be too difficult. What are your three favorite Money in the Bank cash-ins? Oh, okay. There you go. Cool. We Straight just had forward. Biggie. Yep. Pretty easy because, again, yeah, the, the pool is, is smaller in this one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, that, I yes. like that. Men men and women to choose from yep. now. Yeah. So Very true. You've got some enough to have options, but not so much that it's overwhelming. True. There All right. Go. Cool. Favorite three Money in the Bank cash-ins. Let us know what yours are. Uh, let us know what your three favorite failed gimmicks are. We'll give you all the deets at the end of the show on how you can reach out to us. So just stay tuned. <laughs> all right. Well, let's jump into the show because, yeah, the we got stuff. What was that? <laughs> what was that? I don't know. I don't know. I'm just talking here. But uh, speaking of talking, oh, let's boy. talk about the dark side of the ring. Episode from last week titled The Plane Ride from Hell. Wow. Um, I didn't want to talk about this on the show, not because I wanted to avoid it, but because our show is positively wrestling. Yeah. And there is nothing to be positive positive about here. In this. There Um, is no positive take on any of this. The only positive I can say is that, thankfully, to our knowledge this stuff doesn't go on anymore right certainly Um, not to this degree yeah and not in Um, this setting like on you know on a a plane ride with wwe mm -hmm. wrestlers this stuff doesn't happen anymore you know it's yeah i did see a tweet from maria canellis that suggests there is still stuff that happens but i've got to think i'm sure there is i've got to think it's just not as often yeah and hopefully not as serious yeah because this i mean this is some pretty serious stuff I had not heard some of this. The only stuff I had heard about the plane ride from hell before was kind of the juvenile stuff, the stuff, you know, I I didn't hear any of the stuff about Heidi Doyle, none of it. Yeah. And I don't know how, I don't know how I missed it because there was a lawsuit over it back in the day and everything. So I don't know how I missed it, but I had not heard any of this stuff. Yeah. um, And it's, it's possible with the lawsuit because they did settle uh, monetarily there could have been, you know, basically gag orders and, and sealed records to where people might not uh-huh. have, you know, known about it 
There could have been, been able but I saw find it. I did see other people saying that the flare stuff had been out for a uh, while. And I, I don't know. I'd uh, never heard it. Yeah. I hadn't heard that about flare. I mean, I had heard about instances because I watched the 30 for 30 on flare. Okay. See, I didn't, did. I, did, I did not, I never got to watch. And that. they talk about the plane ride from hell and they talk about, you know, him in the robe swinging mm-hmm. his business around. Yeah. Um, but they don't, there's nothing about Heidi. So, okay. Um, but yeah, this is, it's, it's, it's very troubling. Um, I mean, the reactions that have been across the WWE or just the wrestling universe. Right. Yeah. Wrestling. Yeah. Um, some people like, you know, never meet your heroes and yeah, you know, stuff like that. And then is that Jordan Grace, I think. Yeah. Jordan Grace. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tweeted that one. Um, but yeah, like the stuff like, you know, Michael Hayes ponytail. I'd heard about that, you know, yeah. that getting cut off. The and again juvenile, but yeah, I mean whatever. The play wrestling between uh, Lesnar and Mister Perfect. Yeah, Perfect and Lesnar. If that was play wrestling, I mean, it didn't sound like it when they were describing it on Dark Side of the Ring. They were knocking into the fuselage and everything. That's true. I, I was kind of going off of what Jr. said about it because he says, you know, he walks back there, and they're play fighting. Oh, yeah, but. That could have been just his interpretation. That doesn't mean, or it could be that when two, you know, two people play fight and one of them is 270 pounds and the other one is 240 pounds. It's a little more serious, especially if they're drunk. (laughs) Yep. Or worse or worse. Yeah. Cause a lot of stuff, man. um, Yeah. But yeah, like the stuff with Scott Hall. Yeah. Flair. Um, that, I mean, and, those then, are, and then Tommy Dreamer's yeah, response to it all. Very insensitive kind of, and just, yeah, just bonehead thing to say. I mean, I just, you can't get around it. It was just. Well, and then he tried to, okay, okay. I'm just, I'm going to speak for myself here. Yeah, go for so it. That there for is, it. So that there is no doubt. I see no reason to doubt anything Heidi Doyle said. Nothing. Um. She came off as very sincere. Um, she has nothing to gain by making it up. Um, while Rob Van Dam did not see Flair force her to physically touch his genitals, he did see Flair in the back pushing yeah. her towards um, the, the galley. So there's that that lends some credibility to it. Um, and quite frankly, in this situation, Flair has no credibility. Yeah. He has none. I mean, we, we've heard stories about, you know, just his behavior and I hadn't heard anything that serious, but he, he, he put out a, a, a statement swearing he didn't do it, but I'm sorry. He was at least drunk. Mm-hmm. Maybe he'd been H-bombed too. I don't know. Yeah, maybe he doesn't he was, remember it, but that doesn't right. mean he didn't do it. Exactly. So he has no credibility and she has nothing to lose. She's not going to get, she's not going to become rich off of this. And if anything, she's going to get harassed online by people who don't believe her. Yeah. She has nothing to gain. So I believe her. Yeah, I do too. Uh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. And... um Flair's statement, not acceptable to me. Um, yeah. 
I, I think there were so many other ways he could have handled that situation. And even let's say he doesn't remember it. Let's say it happened and he genuinely doesn't remember it. He could have very easily said, you know what? I made huge mistakes. I don't remember it, but that doesn't mean it didn't happen. And I accept responsibility. I apologize. However you want to say it. Yeah. But he could have still still accepted some responsibility. You can hear me forcing my S's out. Stupid tooth. <laughs> um, and Tommy Dreamer, same thing. He issued, after he defended it with the boys will be boys crap is essentially what he was saying. Um, Tim, you and I have hung out a lot. We've never done anything like that. No. <laughs> no. No. But that's not how guys in general behave. It's just not. And that's bullcrap coming from Tommy Dreamer. Say it was a joke. To who? Not to her. Yeah. Not to people who didn't want to see Ric Flair's penis flapping around. Not a joke. Yeah, the boys might have been laughing about it, but that's just them. That's not everybody. Right. That's them, which is weird, by the way. (laughs) Um, So... He came back and then apologized. And I know it's a podcast and you can't see me making the quotes, but I'm making the little quotes around apologize because it was a bullcrap apology. He apologized if he offended anyone. Screw that. Screw that. Yeah. You apologize because you justified Ric Flair's actions. You apologize because you were wrong. You were wrong and you made it okay for him to sexually assault someone. You backed him up on that. I get it. He's your friend. I get that. You can say that. You don't have to stop being his friend. You can still support him and say, he's my friend and I support him, but he did something he shouldn't have done and he should accept responsibility for it. And I didn't say that. I realized I was wrong and I'm sorry for that. That's what you apologize for. You don't apologize because you offended someone after you just sat there on TV and mocked people who were offended by things. Yeah. It's just, yeah. So there you go. Those are my thoughts. And I, I echo them. I agree. I don't, I don't like Tommy's apology. Um, definitely. I don't believe flair and I don't like how he worded his, I agree 100% with what you said. If he had at least owned up to it and owned up to the fact that he might not remember, you know, and, and at least admit it's a possibility and apologize. Mm-hmm. That'd be something. It'd be at least better than what we got. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Tommy just needs to, he needs to do better. Um, yeah, the, the best. So what well, I say this when I use the word best, it doesn't mean really good, but who handled it the best is Scott Hall with the, his incident. As far as him saying, you know, yeah, that was during a dark point in my life when I was on a lot of drugs. I don't remember it, yeah, but I don't deny that it happened. You know, yeah. he's, he's like, I have no recollection of it, but that's not surprising considering what, what I was the on. Situation was, yeah, yeah. Um, so he wasn't running away from it. He, you know, he yeah. owns up to it. Yeah. Uh, but still, yeah. But that's a, and that's a crazy thing. How scary that was on another level, because when they landed, they thought he might be dead. Yeah. 
that's insane. Yeah. I mean, if you haven't heard about the stories about his demons, I mean, he's, he's had some rough times. Yeah. Who was it who said they were wheeling him? Was it just incredible wheeling yeah. him to the airport? Like yeah. weekend at Bernie's or something? Yeah. Yeah. Trying to get him through. Yeah. It's crazy. And I mean, there's, there's a lot of, word i'm trying there's a lot of um accountability that it makes me sad that didn't really take place as far as um you know vince (laughs) yeah yeah be flat out you could see jr's frustration yeah because i mean especially when because they even asked him about what happened afterwards because you know they fired scott yeah. Um, they Mr. Perfect was Mr. gone. Perfect. Yeah. Um, almost fired uh, Dustin Goldust. Yeah. Uh, but JR kind of pulled his trump card to keep Dustin there. And his wasn't even that bad, as far as I remember. He was he, hated he, Terry. He got drunk and, you know, sappy emotional. So he sang right. a song over the PA. Yeah. You so know? embarrassing. Yeah, but in no way bad. Disruptive, yes. Yeah, because he was part of the whole, you know. But he didn't hurt anybody. Yeah. Uh, in fact, according to Heidi Doyle, he was the only one that tried to help her. Yeah. Uh, he was the one doing his stuff. Yeah. Yeah. They kind of sexually stepped in, assaulting her. Yeah. Um, and then they ask him, he's like, "So, what about Flair?" And he's like, "That's a good question." Yeah. He's yeah, like, they, uh, they specifically asked why wasn't he either released or punished? Yeah, why was there no yeah. punishment for Flair? He yeah. says, "Good question." He's like, "I don't know." He's like, you know, basically, he's a made guy because of his status. Yeah, it went unchecked, yeah. and that just that doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> yeah, it shouldn't sit well. And with again, anyone. that wasn't <laughs> Jim Ross. Yeah, Jim Ross did what he could do. Yeah, um, that it was Vince. Because Jim Ross is who told, you know, I mean, or yeah, Vince is who told Jim Ross who yeah. was getting punished, how to punish that right. whole nine. That wasn't his choice. Right. He went to bat for Dustin mm-hmm. and got him not fired. But yeah, outside of that, yeah, it's just, uh, but, and the story, like Rob Van Dam talking about, you know, when they're talking about H-bomb and saying that, he had seen people do that. He, he didn't say specific. He didn't and even clarified. He's like, I'm not particularly picking out anyone in WWE or anywhere. Just at places I have been, <laughs> you know, in the business, I have seen wrestlers, H-bomb, girls. Mm-hmm. And so they can have their way with them, which is just. Oh, it's horrifying. Yeah, it's horrifying. I, I, I have to. He, he came off pretty good, but I have to wonder if he saw that. Why didn't he do anything? Yeah. And it's also there. It's like, you know, see something, say something, you know, like, yeah. Kinda, but uh, unless he was just afraid for his career, like he'd be blacklisted or something. And, and, you, and, and back and then, is that an know. excuse? You know, I, I, yeah. I, I don't I'm not, think I'm not absolving an anything, you know, it's, right. Yeah. I just, I, we'd have to be in his shoes, I guess. Yeah. I mean, there's point. a lot we don't know there. And maybe he did. Maybe he did say something. Yeah, we, we don't, don't know, know that he didn't. Right. Yeah. 
but it's um, just something that came to my mind when he was talking about that like what's the rest of that story like you don't just give us that and then don't tell us the rest yeah like, there's more we need to know there yeah yeah so it, it was it was a very eye-opening episode and repercussions are still being felt yeah um tommy was suspended from impact and definitely from busted open radio podcast oh i didn't hear that okay yeah um because I think the the guy who runs it, he was like, yeah, he won't be on anymore until okay. he's like, because he's like, you know, I'm a father and I have yeah. girls, yeah, and how he he wasn't happy with what he said, wasn't happy really with his apology either. So yeah, um, and yeah, Flair has been dropped from campaigns. They took Flair out of the opening of Raw. Yeah, replaced him with the, the the Ultimate the, Warrior. Yep, the woo yeah. is gone. Yeah, and as, as some people said, I'm not sure if the warrior is a whole lot better for different reasons. Well, um, yeah. warrior had his own stuff going on, but um, is Trish in there? Why not Trish? Why not put a woman in there? Yeah, if you want to make a point, Trish or Lita or I, I was going to say AJ Lee. They probably wouldn't do that right now. Well, um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, yeah, there's you know plenty of options, plenty of but options. Savage and Elizabeth. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, just so, some real disheartening stuff uh, to talk about, but we couldn't ignore it. Right. I mean, this is something we got to talk about. And, and and I plead this and I, and I don't, I'm assuming none of our listeners do this. Hopefully not since they're tuning right. in for Positively Wrestling, but it just anybody out there as a wrestling fan on the internet, if you don't be the, the type of person that is going to try and what is it um justify that or victimize the victim oh or villainize the victim that's what Mm -hmm. i'm thinking of and shame shame. victim shaming victim shame don't victim shame or go after them like i don't believe you blah 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 you know if that's your opinion that's fine but you don't need to harass these people no you know just let this they need to get this worked out and they've already been through enough <laughs> talking about that on tv was probably the hardest thing heidi Doyle's ever done and i mean you could tell from the way she was talking that you know she still thinks of it you know it's still there in the back yeah. of her mind yeah um and she's still affected by it and yeah, yeah I, that's just horrible for anyone to have to go through yeah um and as i said to you it just makes me feel better about my increased support of women's wrestling yes yes um, for multiple reasons, like like you said, it, it, it seems as though this sort of stuff doesn't go on as much. But you know, I mean, we we had a lot of a, a Me Too movement within yeah. current wrestling, and mm-hmm. the the main roster WWE wasn't really hit by it so much, um, but NXT was, Indies were, and you know, not everyone is guilty of of this stuff. You know, I don't think we're ever going to hear anything like this about Mick Foley, um, right. but you don't know for sure yeah you just never know you You don't know for sure i feel very confident that we're never going to hear anything like this about nikki cross or about bailey or about Kyrie saying um so i feel better than ever about my my shift towards women's wrestling and supporting them um i think they're better performers in general and you know it's hard to argue that they're not better people in general at, yeah, at the, with stuff like this, how you can't argue. I mean, 
You're right. It's hard I mean, there, to argue. There's some, there's some mean girl stuff that goes on in the locker room. Oh, of course. I, I know. But I mean, if that's the worst they got. But it's not like moolah. <laughs> you right. know? Yeah. Yeah. Not those days. No. Um, so, yeah. I'm continuing my support of women's wrestling. Be talking about it here in a few minutes. Yes. I'm excited about some stuff, but uh, that's not going to change. And I'm, I'm not holding people responsible that. You know, I'm not just assuming people are doing it, but it's hard to just assume that they're not either at this point. Yeah. Um, yeah, totally agree. It's it. Uh, you just kind of cross your fingers and hope. Yeah. yeah. I hope that the things get better and we don't. And I just say, and I'm, and I'm very skeptical. I, I think I texted it to you. I still think there's a floodgate that's about to open. There could be. Um, yeah. There's been some other stuff talked about. We're not going to go into it now because I don't want to keep talking about bad, bad, bad. But yeah, yeah, there is other stuff and other rumors and stories out there that are very yeah. troubling. Yeah, but um, just wanted to straight up say I support yeah. and believe Heidi Doyle, and that's that's the most important thing I wanted to say here today. Yes, agreed. Um, let's try and move on to something better. So let's get yeah. back to to positive if we All can. Right. All right, Let, let's talk about SmackDown. Let's, Let's talk about SmackDown, and lo and behold, Big E showing up on SmackDown, getting the hero's welcome kind of going mm-hmm. on, which was really nice. Uh, and he and Finn teamed up to take on the Usos. And not only did they take them on, they beat them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, tag champions, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess it's all right because Biggie's WWE champion and Finn was universal champ. I mean, they've got some cred. Yeah. Here. At least there's um, cred. Yeah. Uh, I was surprised to see Biggie. Yeah. I, I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised to have mm-hmm. him pop up on SmackDown. Um, and uh, yeah, so I thought that was very cool. And you know, I liked the match. It was pretty fun. Um, and we've got several feuds kind of going for yeah. Roman at the same time, which is interesting. Yes. Uh, very interesting. And because they, and what we're going to get to it later, but shortly after SmackDown, um, I don't know if it was that night or the next day, they announced that Big E and the new day, were going to take on Rome, you know, the, the family base, the, head yeah, of the, the bloodline, mm-hmm. the bloodline. Um, on raw and i'm like stole my idea yeah <laughs> that's killing me <laughs> yeah but we'll yeah. get that we'll, we'll talk about it when we get to raw but that was just it was very interesting what they're doing with all yeah. of this as yeah. we head into yeah. the draft yeah um, it was oh can i talk about the next one can i do oh yes please go blow okay all right here we go oh yeah at extreme rules we've got the most beautiful woman in wwe versus carmella <laughs> I knew you were going to do it. I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> Liv Morgan in a one-on-one singles match, no title needed. Carmella, Liv, Extreme Rules. It, it sounds crazy. This is what I'm most excited for this hey, Sunday. I get it. I, I'm so happy for 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 both of them, but for Liv especially because yes, know, Liv. We've been talking for weeks, nigh on months, about Liv Morgan and how you know she had been misused like what are they doing with her what's going on and finally she's on pay-per-view in a singles match that's awesome that is a step up she's got uh tonight on smackdown she's got she's got zelina too yeah 
kind of well kind of the gatekeeper to carmel mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully no shenanigans go on and this get this, something happens will this lead to sasha coming back are they gonna do the sasha carmela zelina thing again that they started to that's a that's an idea but again, with- are they going to blow my mind with a Sasha live match? <laughs> are they just going to say, let's take him out forever and have Sasha versus Liv? Um, uh, possibly. You never know. You never yeah. know. Um, but the, on the other side, with the draft coming up, maybe we aren't going to see Sasha until the draft. Could be. Could be. Because um, with you know everything going on the talent pool they've got the women they're going to have to do some shifting it's going to have to happen um but who they choose to move i don't know Mm -hmm. on that just throwing it out there who do you think would benefit the most from a move in the women's division from a show to another show Hmm, i wasn't prepared for a quiz but running through the roster very quickly in my head. I might, oh, yeah. Um, Nikki. Nikki? Nikki. I know she's tag team champion and that's all right right now, but you know, how long is that going to last? And I think she'd stand out more as a singles competitor on SmackDown. Okay, yeah. I I don't disagree with that. Um if it were me, I would probably say Bianca. Really? And I I have a sneaking suspicion that's what we're going to get. I don't know if I, I don't know if her being over there with Charlotte is any better than being with Becky. Yeah, and that's if Charlotte stays. Right. Um so there's a lot of factors in there. Oh yeah. Um but with Becky on SmackDown, I'm just I'm very worried they're going to mishandle Bianca. Yeah. Um so I think it might be beneficial to have her on a show where the heel is not an overwhelming face as well. <laughs> yeah, I think we're getting there. There, we'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, um, but anyway, so that was just a just throwing that out there as a question. Yeah. yeah. Now, I really did enjoy the Naomi backstage segment. Mm-hmm. Wanting that match, and uh, week after week now. Yeah, for about two three weeks uh, going now, and At least of, three. Yeah, always getting kind of pushed to the side, pushed to the side. Mm-hmm. So I think she's going to get that match. And I think <laughs> it's probably going to be against Sonya Deville. <laughs> That's what it feels like. Yeah. This feels like yeah. this is going to be the door opening for Sonya to step back in the ring, mm-hmm. um, which I'm all for. Yes. Absolutely. Definitely all for. Yep. And all for Naomi getting some shine again, yep. a program that doesn't have anything to do with the title. Yep. It, yeah. it, it's, it's oddly self-aware for a WWE storyline that they're they're aware that they haven't been using naomi as well as many of the other women on smackdown and so they're just turning that into the story and hey right now it works it's it's i mean yeah i I mean it's working in the sense that it's a story and we're you know getting invested in it but 
<laughs> yeah. Naomi still hasn't had a match. That's true. She still hasn't had a match. <laughs> yeah. We don't know how long this is going to play out. <laughs> right. Right. Um, but yeah, so I am I'm getting invested in it though, is what I'm saying. I'm I'm interested. Yeah. I'm very interested. I've always liked Naomi. I I think she's underrated and overlooked, not just by the office, but by a lot of fans too. I, I think she I, I I wouldn't put her very top tier, but I think she's probably the next tier as far as in ring yeah. performing and and yeah, so I wouldn't put her at Sasha level, but I, I think she's not far behind. Yeah. No, no, she's great. Great skills yeah. in the ring, definitely um yeah so like that like what's going on there could i have been right oh maybe maybe it had to happen eventually right but yeah it's very possible is ray possibly turning heel hmm. we so keep I, I i don't even know what that would look like like that again, is so foreign to me and i don't and see for me i don't know that i kind of don't want it to play out that way what i envisioned was it would almost be dominic being the heel Mm -hmm. or at least you know he gets just so fed up with ray being that helicopter parent Mm -hmm. and and trying to you know the 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 little league dad you know that you know that kind of overprotective trying to control everything to 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 get him to do good where it's seemingly coming from a good place (laughs) right um but he just gets frustrated and maybe you know one day just turns around and just socks ray and he's like i I don't need you you were what's bringing me down blah 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 and and he's like son i'm just trying to help he's like no i want you in the ring dad me and you i want to prove to you i know what i'm doing and i can beat you Mm -hmm. And then take it from there. And then Ray, you know, then he could play off maybe a little healish, you know, maybe that just lights a fire in him. He's like, you're fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. I brought you into this world. I'll take you out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Kind of thing. But I think that's what we're heading for. It's what it seems like. It, Something it like that. Uh, what else would they be heading for? Yeah. I mean, they could uh, also, they could always throw a twist in that we don't see coming. And twists are fun. I like not seeing what's coming, but I mean, it seems pretty obvious. Yeah. So uh, who knows? But, I still a, a ray he, a heel ray. Yeah, that's just what. Like, <laughs> I mean, we got it sort of in WCW when he was not when they had taken the mask off. Uh, of filthy him. animals. Yeah, I think filthy animals had like a little heel stint, but um, but this would be different. a whole different kind of thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, but let's talk about Bianca and Bianca's homecoming that took mm-hmm. place. Um, this was cool. Uh, we had, I thought, go ahead, go ahead. I was say we had Glenn Jacobs co- come out and, you know, give her the key to the city, basically. Mm-hmm. <laughs> county, because he's county. Knox, county Knox County deputy mayor. Yeah. Yeah, but a similar thing, basically. Yeah. Right. A um, county's bigger than a city. That's true. Um, and it was very cool. She was there, hometown crowd. Very, very awesome. Uh, and then, of course, Becky comes out. And being more of a heel i was about to say that this was much better from becky yeah i thought yeah definitely much better from becky um what i was referring to earlier when i said you know the heel who's still getting a big face reaction i'm saying at house shows oh right at the house and we shows, don't know we don't know how she's playing it up at house shows either well actually i uh one of the people that i follow on what culture they were actually went to the show yeah, and they said she was doing the straight up heel stuff, like to like I'm done with this match. I'm gonna walk out. 
and the crowd's just like, where are you going? <laughs> you uh, know? Yeah. And, and, but they also said it's not, they're not booing Bianca. Mm-hmm. They're still cheering her through the roof too. Mm-hmm. But in this particular house show, when Becky got the victory at the end, even though she used cheap tactics and cheated to mm-hmm. win, mm-hmm. they popped huge. Mm. Um, so, uh, and I know that they use house shows a lot for litmus tests. So even though the crowds are giving us the reaction that we need on TV, yeah, um, the general consensus in the house shows is that she's not quite a heel. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Or at least they're not willing to not cheer her. Yeah. Kind of and house show crowds are often different from TV crowds too. They're, they're a little more casual. Um, maybe don't watch every week. True. And maybe not as up to date. So it might just take a little time before they catch on. It's very true. It's very yeah. true. But I have heard for years that they do use the house shows to kind of influence because they believe that's the more broader spectrum of the audience. Which, yeah, I can't argue with that. So it, it, it's just interesting. Interesting thing that I was reading. About. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we'll have to see how it plays out. Uh, we'll talk more about it, obviously, when we get down to the Extreme Rules preview. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about the homecoming stuff? Um, I, I just I thought it was great. I thought both of yeah. them nailed it this time. So yeah. yeah, good good job by both. Agreed. Uh, well, as we keep rolling with the women's wrestling talk, what's going on? Oh no, I'm skipping AEW. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do your... I was about to jump okay. right into stardom. Um, <laughs> I mean, uh, we could, I guess, but we could go but ahead. Now, go ahead, because AEW is Friday after SmackDown. So go ahead. Yeah. So let's kick it off with Rampage. Um, and uh, Rampage was it was a decent show. It wasn't bad. Uh, we got. Uh, a run back of Miro versus um, Fuego del Sol and Fuego del Sol had put his car on the line uh, against the championship and he lost. <laughs> so, yeah. Right. Are you, are you all right? All right. He's, he appears to be living. I apologize. I had a little coughing fit come on there. Sorry. Folks. Wow. You know what people are thinking? Yeah, totally. I am. Um, uh my house is on fire uh anyway uh, obviously yeah (laughs) but uh he put his car on the line he lost so he lost his car uh then uh miro kind of continues a little bit of the beat down so sammy guevara comes out challenges so now sammy guevara taking on miro for the uh tnt championship um i don't know if that's this friday or if it's next wednesday on dynamite oh I think it's I think it's the next dynamite. Um, okay, but yeah, he'll be taking him on. He said that you know if he wins, he's going to use his his money, his purse money, to help buy a car for, for a coach. Ah, so, all right. Well, that's very kind. So, uh, interesting storyline going on there. I, I mean, he probably has enough money to do it anyway. Yes, thanks, uh, Sammy. Yeah, but 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 fun in the storyline sense, <laughs> right? Right. Um, but I, I just don't see Miro dropping that belt yet. Mm-mm, no, doesn't um, feel like it. Yeah. He's just doing great work there. I would say this is this, Sammy would be the most convincing challenger yet. Yes, yes. The most likely to maybe be the be yeah. the one so far. So far, so far. Yeah, I agree with that. Um, and could be a, could be a fun match. We'll mm-hmm. have to wait and see. Um, 
I like sometimes when you get that dynamic with the big, and even the Fuego del Sol matches were fun because you got mm-hmm. big, strong Miro and, you know, the little fast flippy doodah guy. <laughs> so, right. Um, but yeah, so we'll see. Uh, we also had uh, uh, the bunny took on um, Anna J. Ah. And that was a fun match. Uh, believe the Bunny got the victory, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, this is your area. You're supposed to know this. Yeah, I'm just I'm because of everything that happened on Dynamite, which is fresh in my head. I'm right blanking a little bit on Rampage, but actually, yeah, Rampage Rampage is okay. Yeah. Um, but let's get to Dynamite because that's where the big stuff. Right. That is where the big stuff happened. We kicked off the show. Yep. With Brian Danielson versus kenny omega yeah man what i I haven't gotten to watch it yet but it's on my dvr and i am going to watch it soon today and and i'm very interested to see to hear what you say about it because this was one of the best matches i've ever seen wow okay that's a strong statement yes hands down i loved it um you i mean you obviously you've read the result Yes. Yes. So, well, and we're and we, you know, we're reporting on it anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I just want to make sure in case you wanted to 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 hold on to it. Uh, you know how we are about spoilers. Yeah, uh, yeah. But, but we're also we're also putting out a podcast. So. That's true. That's true. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. But yeah, a uh, thirty minute time limit draw. Yeah. And and I mean it was play and like the story was great. They played it so perfectly. I felt and even at the end, they made you feel that oh, if they'd just gotten another two minutes mm-hmm. we might have got a vic you know they yeah. really they amped up uh kudos to brian danielson 100 percent uh just because of some of the bumps and not necessarily anything you know out of the world crazy spot you know but just the manner in which he was bumping the way he was selling oh it was just it was it was beautiful yeah i mean i say that just it's a weird thing to say but it was just i i love i i i I could gush about it for about a week it was awesome excellent absolutely awesome looking forward Um, to it but yeah so that i mean it was just outstanding what a great way to kick off uh you know twenty thousand fans Mm -hmm. in attendance at arthur ash stadium the whole show you could tell the crowd was so hot because you, it was hard hearing people's entrance musics. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And stuff like that. It was just nuts. Nuts. It's a um, cool venue, too. Did it look like a regular old wrestling venue, or did it feel and look different? Um, It felt a little different, but I, I don't know if I'm saying that because they kind of amped up the staging. Mm-hmm. aw wise like the ramp was a lot longer mm-hmm. um and the entrances were a little bit bigger bigger mm-hmm. um but no i mean it still felt i mean it felt like you know a big arena mm-hmm. um and not a, a smaller one but i don't know that it was hugely different it seemed like arthur ash stadium was well suited yeah to to host uh, the event just being uh, a tennis court I, yeah. I was hoping it would feel like it was different 
you know, like, like the way Shotgun felt different. Maybe not to that right. extreme, but you know, that just it didn't feel like another stadium. And like I say, parts of it felt different, uh, and you'll you'll have to see it. Maybe you'll yeah, and you might pick up on more than I did mm-hmm. as far as feeling making it seemingly being different than a normal yeah uh, show or arena. Show. Like I said, I've I've been there. It's a it's a cool place. The whole the whole um, plaza and the whole uh, the whole place is yeah. is cool. Yeah. But they follow that with CM Punk, because mm-hmm. <laughs> why not? <laughs> and again, this was one his music hit, um, and you could, and you knew, and it's like they knew it was coming, so you could barely hear the kind of before the music starts. Yeah, and then it starts, and it starts getting harder to hear it, and then thankfully they're all singing along. <laughs> Twenty thousand people singing "Cult of Personality." Nice. Um, but Punk gets in and, and cuts just a magnificent promo. That's what he does. It's what he does. I mean, you can't expect any less. Comes out, he's like, you know, everybody, you got, you know, Team Tass, you know, uh, where's the old Punk? We want the pissed off Punk. We want the mean Punk. Uh, and he says, you know, don't worry. One day you're probably going to get that. <laughs> it's probably going to happen again. But right now, I can't help but smile when I come out here and all this. And he's, and he's, you know, it's going into the whole happy kind of, you know, riding the wave. And then towards the end, he's like, "But you know what? Maybe I am pissed off because they did try to put me through a table." And they, you know, and starts going in and getting in. And oh, it was good. It was good. Yeah. AEW knocked it out of the park this week. Yeah, hands down, they knocked it out of the park. Um, so that was spectacular. Um, Malachi Black beats Cody Rhodes uh, and we're definitely I think getting ready to get I don't know if you'd say a double turn but like the crowd was cheering Malachi and then towards the end booing Cody so Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. looks like maybe a little double turn um, going on there which is fine Mm -hmm. Um, is that just the crowd uh, rallying against the authority uh, maybe but apparently like the Cody kind of descent into a heel turn has been teased a little bit before. Okay. So this is kind of an ongoing thing, but I don't okay. know if them pulling the trigger on it is because people are railing against the authority and okay. this particular crowd. I don't know either. Right. You never know. Um, but yeah, but it was decent match went good. Um, I think with any other matches. Well, we had uh Ruby Riot. Oh yeah. Baker. Yeah, the main event, of course. Oh, no, we had MJF uh, took on Brian Pillman Jr., mm, ended up mm-hmm. winning. But yeah, then the main event, Ruby Soho challenging Britt Baker for the AEW women's title. <laughs> I called her Ruby Riot. It's still ingrained in my head. <laughs> uh, but did I just call her Ruby Riot, too? No, you you called her Ruby Soho. Yeah. Okay, Ruby Soho. Yeah. Hearing uh, you say it is what made me realize I did. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they had a very good match and uh, Britt retained. Uh, yep. But that one's worth watching too. Definitely check it out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and uh, oh, and I guess that's one thing I I, I could have I now that I remember it on Rampage they did have a good uh, tête-à-tête uh, on the microphone. Oh, okay. Because uh, it was like you're just like everybody else, entitled something something banging some dude in the back <laughs> oh yeah i i 
saw and then, something about that on of course, Twitter. Brit smiles and her retort is, well, you know, you're not fooling anybody. Let's let's be real if you want to be real. Uh, you're not a runaway. You didn't run away. You got fired. Um, <laughs> and and Ruby's just like, eh, she's not wrong. You're not wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I love the interaction. Um, hope I'm, I'm really hoping Ruby maybe gets a run with that title somewhere down the line. I think she will. I really yeah. think she will. Yeah. Um, but that was good. And of course, we've got tonight, night two, Rampage Grand Slam. Going to have uh, Powerhouse Hobbs versus CM Punk. Um, we've got, I believe, a Lucha, um, um, Lucha Jungle Bones. Boy and Luchasaurus oh. and Christian. I believe taken mm-hmm. on um, uh, Young Bucks and Adam Cole. Oh wow! Okay, I think mm-hmm. um, it's it's some combination of that. It's some some combination of uh, those teams. But yeah, really really cool stuff. Um, yeah, but definitely cannot miss. It is a must watch. Required. Well, CM viewing. Punk and Will Hobbs. Well, yeah, yeah. No, I said that at the beginning. Oh gosh. Okay. Yeah, but yeah, no, that's fine. definitely going to be yeah. one to watch. But I was saying <laughs> okay. with AEW, definitely required viewing is definitely Omega yeah. and Brian Danielson. Amazing, yeah. uh, amazing. And I will say because they they have already filmed, obviously what we're going to see tonight on Rampage. They did that last night, I believe, which would be Wednesday uh, after the show. I think they recorded. Um, but uh, not to spoil anything, but there is a. We'll say a debut. Someone shows up. Oh, okay. From uh, a, another, or at least was prominent on another promotion. Oh, okay. Um, not, not, don't, 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 it's not that huge. <laughs> it's just, I think it's cool. <laughs> um, okay. So it's not like a main eventer. No, well, not in WWE. No, no, okay. no, 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 no. Um, main eventer in another promotion. Yes. Oh, okay. But not in WWE. Um, so not a WWE person, but, uh, yeah, so we'll find, you'll find that out later tonight. All right. All right. <laughs> uh, but anyway, let's move on. And now let's have you yeah. talk about some stardom. All right. Um, mostly five-star Grand Prix stuff, um, had, um, I was, there was a, a interesting couple of matches with Lady C one where Lady C was taking on Rena and one where she was taking on uh, Hukigan Death. And uh, it just felt different. Just, it felt different. Like, she might win. <laughs> Lady C might win. And I felt that way in both of those matches. Because, I mean, Rena, not a main eventer. She usually loses. Uh, Death, eh, 50-50. I, I could definitely see Death losing uh, to Lady C. I, I don't know what it was. It was intangible. It was just a feeling, like the way she carried herself, how close the two counts were, that sort of thing. And she didn't. <laughs> Reno won, and Fukigan Death won. But I was like, man, I think, I think she's gonna win soon. Mm. And then she beats Wakasukiyama. Ah. Lady C gets her first win first of one. her career, and it was it felt like a real moment. Um, she was crying. She got on the mic and had a promo. Uh, everybody else on the roster was like 
tweeting it out and congratulating her. And so Lady C no longer with no victories. So yeah, pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool for her. Um, Wakasukiyama, still no victories. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, maybe that'll change soon too, because this Saturday, it's time. It's ah. time to finish the five-star grand. Oh, excuse me, excuse me. It's time! It's time! It's stardom time! All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it is on pay-per-view. Uh, I have ordered it, so I will be watching. Uh, not live. I don't, I, don't, I don't think. I mean, it's Saturday. Chocolate milk, homie. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I do have a soccer game to go to at one in the afternoon. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I will watch it Saturday, whether it's live or after the soccer game, or maybe I'll start before the soccer game and finish after. But man, I mean, it is loaded because they're finishing all the other matches in the five-star Grand Prix, and then they're having the final. And there are a lot, oh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, uh, 10, 11, 12, 13 matches slated for this show on Saturday. So um, on the red side, it's coming down to, it's, it's either going to be Momo, Starlight Kid, or Himeka. One of those three is going to be the champion on the red side. The blue side is kind of wide open. Mm. Um, out of the 10, there's like five or six it could be. Oh, wow. Yeah. So ah, I don't even know how to call this. I, I hate to say that the one I want to be in the final is actually going to be in the final. I hate to predict that because I feel like it'll screw it up. <laughs> uh, um, but look, Hameka was in the final last year and didn't win. So unless they're going to give it to her, I don't see why they need to put her in the final again this year. Let somebody else be in there. Um, so I'm thinking either Momo or Starlight on the red side. Um, Starlight did beat Momo in the five-star Grand Prix last week. Um, so if they tie or something, Starlight goes in, but Momo is scheduled for a, uh, three-way match right now, um, with Hanan and Rina. She's going to win that match because Hanan and Rina don't. (laughs) So I'm wondering if they just put her on the card so that when she gets, cause she's done otherwise with her other five-star Grand Prix matches. If Uh she, if she wrestles, it's only in the final. So I wonder if they put her on the card in that match so that when she faces somebody else, she's not the one who didn't have any matches. See what I'm saying? I got you. Yeah. And to give her an easy one to win because she's winning that match. Hanan and Rina just don't beat people that aren't lower tier. So she's going to win that match. So give her a match that she has a victory in going into the final. So she's not going to the final with a loss or something like that. So I don't know. I kind of feel like Momo might be in the final. Um, I I hope so. But I, I just don't want it to be Hameka because Hameka had it last year and I don't really want Hameka to win. But whatever it is, we've got some amazing matches here. We've got um, the, the well, in order for Starlight to get in, she's got to beat Mayu. Mm. So rekindling that rivalry yep. from when she walked out on Stars. So that's one of the matches. Um, we've got, oh, red belt champion versus white belt champion. Utami Hayashista versus Tom Nakano as part of this tournament. Ooh. Yeah. Um, so, hmm. 
there's there's some good stuff. I'm not going to go through every match. Um, Kameka's got to beat Kaguma in order to pass um, Momo. And I can see it going either way. I will say Hameka's won like her last four or five and Kaguma has both won and lost lately. So I don't know. I'm hoping maybe they'll give Kaguma a win to go out on and Hameka's streak has been going on a little too long. So that's another thing. I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure she'll beat Kaguma. Oh, but yeah. Oh, and making it even more fun on English commentary. I saw this. Mina Shirakawa. Yeah, Mina from Shirakawa. Cosmic Angels. Yeah. So um, that's going to be fun. Get to get to see how her English is coming along. I tweeted good luck at her and she liked the tweet. So thanks for that. Um, but it's going to be a huge, huge, huge card. And we're going to know. We're going to know who the uh, five-star Grand Prix winner for 2021 is in just a couple of days. Or one day, if you're listening to this on Friday. That's true. That's true. That's awesome. That sounds, I mean, that sounds like an absolutely stacked card. I can't, yeah. that, that sounds amazing. And they've got another pay-per-view on October 9th. Oh goodness. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now pop quiz. Yeah. Pop quiz. How upset would you be if Rena wins that match? Oh, very, <laughs> <laughs> very, very, but I, I just don't see that happening. Um, they've been building Momo up finally at least to some degree lately. And yeah, that's a placeholder match to give to either put Momo on the card because she's not going into the finals or to have her a second match on the card because she is, that's why that match is there. So um, yeah, but there's going to be some good stuff. The only thing about the five-star grand prix matches is they have time limits. And so, I mean, shorter time limits right. than other matches do. So some of these matches may just be getting going strong and then the bell will ring. Whereas, you know, if it was outside of this tournament, you'd get longer matches, but I don't know. Right. I've called Tom Nakano the master of the 10 minute match. And so I'm, I'm definitely looking forward to that match with uh, Utami. Yeah. That's going to be that one. That one sounds amazing. Yeah. That's going to yeah. be very cool. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you for the stardom update, sir. Hmm. Let's uh, let's talk about, okay. <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to get a pet peeve out of the way Oh, do it. <laughs> real quick as we, we get into this. And I'm curious on your thoughts. I want it to just be called NXT. Yes. Yes. I don't need to hear 2.0 every time you say those three letters. Right. Yeah. The the first week. Fine. Yeah, I get it. I get it. But every single time. And even the wrestlers are saying it. (laughs) That's the one that really gets me. Uh, Mandy Rose cutting that promo. I was like, all the 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 female wrestlers here on NXT 2.0. Right. Like, Come on, yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop. Okay. Okay. Rant over. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm with you. Yeah. The I'm just gonna call it NXT. <laughs> yeah. Me too. Um, but uh, we got a new champion. We do on NXT, a new cruiserweight champion, Roderick Strong, mm-hmm. taking down Kushida with a big asterisk next to it with help from obviously the diamond mine and uh, Malcolm Bivens. But um, this was fun. And uh, I'm interested in the diamond mine. I'm yeah. They've got a lot of uh, momentum right now. Yeah. Um, of course with, you know, they've got the, the Creed brothers. Yeah. Um, I think that's added a lot to them. Yes. 
uh, definitely a different dimension. Mm-hmm. And then they add, I, I can't remember her name, but their female counterpart in the diamond mine. Um, we haven't seen her in the ring yet to my knowledge, but she, she looks pretty beast. Right. So interesting. I'm blinking too. Yeah. To start seeing when she starts getting some matches. Yeah. Um, yeah. Good, good stuff. Yeah. I really like that. Um, but yeah, hey, Kushida looked great, you know, uh, seemingly like he was going to win, if not for that interference. So mm-hmm, he still mm-hmm. looked really, really strong. And yeah. we, we preach about it, booking somebody to still look strong, even in a loss. A loss doesn't mm-hmm. have to be a bad thing. <laughs> right. Um, but yeah, I thought that was was really good and a lot of fun. Yeah. That they've been pulling back on the cruiserweight title some lately. And so I think this gave it a, a little shine again Kushida was doing great stuff and they were really pushing it hard when he was champion for a while and then they just kind of stopped yeah and I I know he even came out and he said he did have COVID at one point okay that caused some of the hiatus Mm -hmm. um and I think he had an injury at some point too outside of that like a minor one that kept him out for like uh, you know an extra week week and a Mm -hmm. half something like that Mm -hmm. Because there was a good month and a half where we really didn't see. Because they even said it, he hadn't wrestled since July. Yeah. So, um, but he's back, and that's great. Great to have him yep. back. I like Kushida a lot. I think yep. he's awesome. Yeah. Um, let's see. What else was good on NXT? That main event was pretty good. Tommaso Ciampa, Braun Breaker. Right. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Yes. I was blinking for a second. But... And they took yeah. uh, 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 Dunn and um, um, Rich Holland. Rich Holland. I always blank on Rich Holland's name. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that. I, I'm, I'm, <clears throat> I'm, I'm digging Braun Breaker. I hate the name, but I'm yeah, digging. The name sucks. The, I'm digging the character. Yeah. I, I, um, I like it a lot. You know, you mentioned last week that he looks like a Steiner, and yeah, but forget that. He sounds like a Steiner. Yes! <laughs> he sounds like Scott. That's what I'm saying. I, and Drake Maverick tweeted this out, of all people, <laughs> tweeted, tweeted this out. He's like, one day, Braun Breaker's going to come out, and he's going to talk about somebody only having a 33 and a third chance at winning a match, and everybody's going to lose their mind. Yeah. <laughs> Me included. Yeah. I will mark out like crazy if it happens. He sounds just like him. He really does. Yes, it is amazing. Uh, but yeah, I, I really, really like his character and I like him mm-hmm. as a performer. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, I think that name was one of the dumbest decisions they've had in a long time. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And uh, I mean, you think he'll be the first and maybe only challenger for Champa? Champa? Champa, Champa. It's possible. It definitely looks like they're trying to build something with that. Mm-hmm. Uh, him caught you know he keeps looking at the belt and yeah it's like mm. I, I i think i think so um yeah and what better way to get a guy over than have champa do it as chan mm-hmm. make him look like a million bucks yeah and it's one of those things like man can he beat champa oh he beat champa oh he's he's a big deal he's yeah. gotta be a big deal so yeah this is a great way of taking your veteran superstar mm-hmm and getting over your young talent and doing yeah. it quickly. Um, yeah. So I, I, I'm all for it. I kind of, I kind of what I want to happen is that I mm-hmm. kind of want that to happen. 
And he's got charisma. Oh, too. yeah. Genuinely. Good. Unlike Karrion Cross, who was our main event this week. Yeah. So yeah. There, there's that. We're going to have a milk cart with Karrion Cross's face on it. It'll be in the mask, but we'll have be, a milk yeah, cart. Mask, of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, anything else on NXT you want to uh, put out oh, there? No, I think I'm good. All right. Let us move on to Raw is War. Just Raw, but uh, <laughs> Monday Night Raw. Um, Living in the past, Jim. Yes, I am. And of course, you know, we had that uh, advertised six-man tag team match and they kicked the show off with it basically and we get uh biggie and the new day taking on the usos and reigns the bloodline and um yeah towards the end of this match (laughs) um i don't know if the ref must have had something in his eyes I, I I don't know, but that should have been a DQ. <laughs> yes, when he was watching the down. whole thing yeah. happen. It's like, um, and somebody was like, "Well, because the uh, the the ringside area <laughs> and the tables are part of the production, at, or because they're in the ringside I, ringside area, they can be used." <laughs> I was like, "Who no. said that?" I, I somebody like not like official. It was somebody joking. Uh, come up with a reason as to why it wasn't disqualified um but yeah should have been a dq but yeah lashley comes out and just lays waste to the place yeah which was cool yeah i liked it um and set up a triple threat uh main event that it's like um okay we're definitely trying to get those ratings (laughs) yeah yeah uh at the end of the night we get lashley and Reigns and Big E mm-hmm. in a triple threat, which was was also very good. Um, yeah, and Reigns and, is unstoppable. And here's the a cool little tidbit: that triple threat match. Basically, they didn't know they were doing that till basically the day of. Mm. Apparently, they were doing that triple threat on a couple house shows, mm-hmm. and Vince thought it was so good that he wanted to put it on Raw. If you thought it was that good, why not put it on pay-per-view? Again, and that, that's the as we were talking about, you know, Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega being yep. given away on TV, which I think they did the best outcome they could do in that scenario mm-hmm. to where you still save it and make it special for mm-hmm. pay-per-view, uh, especially if you, you know, it's going to be an Iron Man match or whatever, whatever mm-hmm. they up the stakes eventually down the road for that. Um, but yeah, so giving this away uh on tv the week before a pay-per-view yeah (laughs) pretty nuts yeah pretty pretty nuts um but again was an outstanding main event as well yep incredible um but so that was all good very cool we got our wish we did we got our wish Shayna baszler got a victory on monday night raw she beat naya Seemingly took the heel route as trying to injure Naya at the end. Um, kayfabe, of course. Uh, of course. But uh, yeah, thank God. Thank God. She just beat her. She destroyed her. Yeah, I mean, this, this, this is what we have squash. needed. 
yeah, this is what we've needed from Shayna the whole time. Yes. Um, you know, this, now the question is, is it enough to rehabilitate her? I, I don't think so yet. You've got to do it consistently for a while. Yeah. Great step in the right direction, mm-hmm. but you better continue it or it doesn't matter. It's right. wasted. There's no point yep. um, other than just to break the two of them up. Yep. Um, so hopefully this is a, a track for Shana to get back on top in the singles division. She might actually be one that would benefit better from a switch of venue. Could be. She might do better moving shows mm-hmm. um, just so she can kind of be reintroduced. Yeah. Seemingly. Uh, but yeah, so thank God she won. Um, assuming Naya is going to have a little bit of a hiatus mm-hmm. after the end of this, which is probably good. Yeah. They, um, they announced she's going to be out for a little while. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, definitely good for that. Um we had an Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo sighting on Raw. <laughs> yeah. Um, they teamed up on main event last week. And I was and, very confused because they'd done nothing but have matches with each other for months. And I actually missed this. What did they do on Raw? Uh, they had a match with, oh, okay. um, with Ali and, and uh, Mansoor. Mansoor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Angel and Humberto get the win. Oh. Um, and so they look like they're in line for a push here. They beat okay. the, the Lucha House Party on main event the previous week. So last week. Um, and this looks to be a thing. I mean, they've had like, I don't know, six, eight singles matches on main event. Um, Angel Garza won every single one of them. Uh, so no 50-50 booking there. Nope, <laughs> nope, nope. nope. That, that's 100-0 booking. Um but now, you know, they're cousins in real life. And so now they're saying they're putting their rivalry aside, their family, they're sticking together. They're going to be a team. Um, I, I do think there was a better option for this loss on Raw than Mustafa Ali and Mansoor. Yeah, because I thought they were trying to do something with them, trying to build right. something. Yeah, don't use them to build other people. Like, they're excellent. Yeah. And they can be something. I was thinking Lucha House Party, but now we're doing Grand Metalik because that's for his release. Yes, this uh, I read about today. Yeah, he has actually asked for his release. Feels that he his career has been mismanaged in the WWE. Yeah, and based on his resume and everything he had done before, hard to argue. Yeah, hard to argue. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and I mean, you think they'll give it to him? Wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean, you're, if you're not really using the guy, yeah, and you're on this save money everywhere we can penny pension mm-hmm. kind of thing, and why wants to go? Yeah, yeah. and uh, yes, Karrion Cross was on was on main event, but so was Lince Dorado in a singles match. Oh, with Cedric Alexander, so that made me wonder if maybe they are just gonna gonna let Grand Metalik go because he was nowhere to be seen. Possibly, very possible. Yeah. Huh. Interesting, interesting. But hopefully Angel stays on Raw this time, and it's not another start and stop, start and stop. Yeah, this would be point like I'll, I'll tear my hair out if you know we get to the draft and they end up on different shows. Like, what are you oh, doing? <laughs> right? Why yeah. did you even put them together? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ah, um, but yeah. So 
but I, I like that because I like Garza. I think Garza's great. Yeah, I don't dislike Umberto Carrillo, but yeah. I really like Angel Garza. Yeah, yeah. Angel Garza is I like I like them both, but Angel Garza is definitely higher on my list. Yeah. Um, but yeah, very cool. Uh, we also had a title change on Raw. Alluded to and, it earlier. That's right. Hello, Nikki Ash and Rhea Ripley, new tag team champs. Yeah. So cool. And excuse me. I, Almost a superhero. I didn't mean to just say ASH. <laughs> oh, okay. I, well, I was going to give her her due with saying, "Okay, <laughs> how dare you? How uh, dare you call her what everyone else does?" Yes. How dare I? Uh, but yeah, ended up picking up the uh, the tag team championships from Tamina and Natalia, and uh, yeah, this was cool. I liked it. I'm hey, super brutality. I dig it. <laughs> Yeah, well, and, you know, Tamina and Natalia hadn't won a match in about three and a half years anyway, so why were they champions? My question is, does this mean that uh, Tegan and and Shotzi have to start all over, and now they have to win four championship contenders matches to get a title shot? They have to beat Rhea and Nikki four times. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my goodness. They won three matches and and never got a a title shot. (laughs) Maybe they get an instant shot. Maybe they just get a title shot. They're next in line. Maybe. Maybe um, that would at least make some sort of sense. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but uh, interesting thing here. Let's let's go through our tag team champions in WWE. Um, so women's champions, Nikki and Rhea. Men's champions, Riddle and Orton. And on the other side, we have the Usos. So they're a tag team. (laughs) So far, the other two are not. (laughs) Right. Uh, Well, I guess uh, yeah, MSK is a tag team, so they count. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But the women's NXT do not. (laughs) They're they're an odd couple, is what I'm saying. So we've kind of got half and half. (laughs) Yeah. Which is interesting. I just thought that was a fun little stat. The way it's it's been for a long time. Yeah. uh, Yeah. I, I really, really wish they would reinvest in pure tag team wrestling yeah um i need deuce and domino back yeah bring back deuce and domino royal rumble 2022 deuce and domino and hey cherry can show up for the women's rumble there you go i just booked it i'm here all week folks anyway (laughs) and then you quit (laughs) then i quit um but yeah no that was cool i was very happy for him um yeah yeah fun moment both of them have have had criminally short title reigns yeah (laughs) as 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 main champion um so at least letting them be tag champions small consolation but yeah deserved deserved yeah so yeah and i like them much better than italian tamina yes um i don't mean to say that to make it sound very (laughs) rude but yes no i i definitely like Rhea and f yeah (laughs) f yeah dude f yeah um (laughs) But uh, and we talked about the triple threat. Is there anything else on Raw you want to touch? Oh well, hey, let's talk about Alexa and Charlotte. Why yeah, um, I liked this uh, this promo. I I, I like this little interaction and Alexa's playground. Um, and again, we had some kind of uh, let's, let's let's drag back the curtain jabs <laughs> in there, uh, talking about you know she said. Charlotte, oh, the originality. The originality. And she's going to talk about originality. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, 
fun little nods to, you know, she's a flare acting like a flare. Yeah. And Alexa is kind of an offshoot of Bray Wyatt uh, yeah. and the Fiend. So Charlotte has constantly talked about how she doesn't want to be known as Ric Flair's daughter, but then she uses the figure eight. She has the music. She has the robe. Yeah. Now I will say I was, I was actually kind of surprised. I almost thought for sure they weren't going to mention her last name. Oh. And they were just only going to refer to her as Charlotte. But mm. they didn't. Yeah. Um, and I say fair play to her. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it is such a major part of her character. Mm-hmm. She's not him. No, she didn't do anything. She didn't do anything. So, you know, it's her, good that, yeah. good that it, they didn't penalize her, basically, by, you know, taking away her last name. Right. Um, and it is her last, her last name spelled differently, but that is how you say her actual last name. So, yeah. So, yeah. Um, but yes, yeah, so I, I, I'm hyped for this match, really hoping. Um, well, actually, let's just, let's dig into the Extreme Rules preview since we're going to be talking mm-hmm. about matches and outcomes um, and run this down. So let's kick it off. Your most anticipated match. My, my main event. <laughs> uh, Liv Morgan versus Carmella. Who you got? Liv. Yeah, of course. Um, I think yeah. so, too. I think this yeah. is Liv's getting a victory here on pay-per-view. Yeah. I, I, like, unless Sasha was to come back and mm-hmm. cost her, there's no way she shouldn't win this match. Yeah. With the way the build has been. Yeah. Um, Tony <laughs> should be involved, I think. Tony will probably help her out and nullify. Yeah, I'm sure Zelina Vega will probably Zelina. be at ringside at some point, mm-hmm. or if not from the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I, I think Liv gets that big pay-per-view win here. Stepping stone to bigger and better things. What I would do, I would have Liv win and then have a brawler up between the four of them. Yeah. And then have Sasha come back and turn the tide in the brawl and have the three heels standing tall Ooh. after the match. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Who would you put on the other side to even up the odds? Um, Not necessarily on the night of, but, uh, you know, for a future six woman tag. Right. Um, you could do Naomi eventually. That's true. Naomi yeah. could be slotted in there. Very true. Um, how far out are we from Bailey returning? Do we do a we while? She's going to be gone while. for at least nine months. Oh, why? Well, it just yeah. seems like she's been gone for so long already. It's only been a couple. Yeah. Oh, okay. If um, that, yeah. But yeah, not that I would bring her back as a face. She's so good as a heel now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. But ironically, though, Bailey heelish, Sasha heelish, Flair's definitely heel. Becky's kind of healers. Could we get Ooh. a four horse woman on the same page for once? Yeah. Ooh. It'd have to all be in the same show, and I'd hate to be any other woman on that roster. Yeah, good lord. <laughs> good lord, that would be insane. But maybe, you know, a special match mm-hmm. at Survivor Series mm-hmm. next year, obviously, because yeah. Bailey won't be back. Right. seemingly in time for this one and you'd want to build it so it'd yeah. be too rushed at this point um but yeah that could be cool it could be mm-hmm. cool yeah. um but let's move on let's talk about the usos defending their championships against the street profits usos usos yeah mm-hmm. i'm torn on this one <laughs> okay 
Because, I, again, on the one hand, I think the bloodline still standing strong, going, you know, going strong. But ah, I'm calling Street Profits. Okay. I think they want the smoke, and I think they're going to get it. Uh, All right. So I'm going Street Profits. All right. Uh, let's save that one to a little bit higher. <laughs> yeah, why don't we, why don't we do why that? Is that yeah. one listed there? <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, Charlotte Flair and Alexa Bliss, who we were just talking about. Um, obviously I want Alexa to win. I do too. And, uh, but it's like, okay. yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. What, what are you thinking? What are you thinking? I'm calling Alexa to win. Okay. By DQ or count out. Oh, okay. So we're getting a little specific. So you think she's going to win, but she's not going to walk out as champ. Yeah. Um, hmm. Oh, goodness. I am going to say she wins and is champion. Okay. We okay. both think she so, wins, but I think yeah. she takes the belt, but you think she doesn't. Okay. Yeah. But our, as far as our predictions go, as long as she wins, we're both right. Yes. No yes. matter how. Yeah. We're not going to go micromanaging into the, uh, right. into those, but yeah, we're both picking her to win. Yeah. Um, Damian Priest, Jeff Hardy and Sheamus, Jeff Hardy, of course, winning his way into a triple threat by beating Sheamus, not Sheamus. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was Sheamus on Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Beat Sheamus on Raw, which got him uh, entry into the match. Uh, hmm. I, I, I mean, I still think Damian Priest retains. Yeah, I do. I, too. He's doing so well. They're pushing him. I just don't see them immediately playing hot potato with that strap like this. So. Nah, nah. Damian wins. But I do like that they, you know, kind of said, "Okay, we hear you. <laughs> we didn't mean to put Jeff Hardy." in the shot for the 24 seven championship. Right. Uh, even though he was obviously there just for protection for that spot. You yeah. Know, they didn't present him as chasing after the 24 seven title. Right. In, in the way they filmed it. So, but it's cool. They're like, Hey, no, he's in a title match. We, we, we appreciate Jeff Hardy. He is at the, I mean, he's a legend at this oh, point he's yeah. been in the business forever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so yeah, Damien, I think retains. Most yeah. definitely. So I think we're on the same page there. All right. Becky Lynch. Bianca Belair. That was my sigh. Yep. I want I, Bianca to win so badly, but Becky. I, yeah, I, I think Becky's winning. Um, yeah. I just, again, and it's that with having her win at SummerSlam, I, again, I don't see them hot-shotting the title right back to Bianca. Nah, no. Uh, so yeah, I just Becky, hope they do it in a way that Bianca looks good. Unlike now, last time, and I will say this, this might be encouraging. Uh, the guys at What Culture that saw the house show, they said if they play the Extreme Rules match like they played the match that, that in uh, at the house show they saw, it'll be phenomenal. Yeah, so that doesn't surprise the, me. Yeah, they said the match came off very, very well. So Hopefully, fingers crossed. But you never know; shenanigans could happen. Sasha could return for that. I was just thinking; I was about to say that she could yeah. cost Bianca the match. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, because she has two ends here, right? If they want to yeah. stick with what they were doing with her before, her ends being either her new her new buddies or mm-hmm. her previous rival. You have two ways you can go. Yeah. 
So, yeah. So maybe, hmm, you know, call the over-under on whether we see Sasha this week. Who knows? Um, I'm going to say no because I want her back. <laughs> That's true. Say no so it happens. <laughs> um, but yeah, we, I, we're both on the same page. Becky's retaining. Yeah. Um, so let's see. That leaves. Because, yeah, there's no... Biggie isn't having a match at Extreme Rules. Yeah. So no, not as of now. Not as of right now. Hopefully they don't announce something outside of Raw. That would kind of be weird. It would. Like no promotion, but you're going to throw the new champion on. Yeah, that would be weird. Yeah. Uh, but what will. Well, I don't know. I'm not going to say this is going to be the main event. They might stick Becky and Bianca in that yeah, spot. Yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I, I might lean towards this one because it is actually an Extreme Rules match. Now, that's true. Now, that's true. That that does give it credence to possibly be main event, and it could be on its own anyway. It's Roman Reigns defending his championship against Finn Balor, the Demon. Hmm. Over Roman. under on whether Brock shows up. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Um. Which, again, this one, uh, and I know why they do it, because they're promoting it for the Crown Jewel show, or is that what they're call- calling it this yeah. time again? Yeah. Yeah. Um, that they've already, anna- already announced Reigns versus Lesnar. Right. So it's like, okay, even though I didn't think Balor would win anyway, <laughs> but it's like you kind of... Even though there's always the card subject to change, but let's be honest, let's be real. Yeah. Um, I kind of wish they would have waited <laughs> mm-hmm. to promote that match until after this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I do believe Roman Reigns. Or at least promoted it as Brock versus the winner of Roman yeah. Reigns and Finn Balor. Why not do that? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then you can easily put Roman in there after the match. Yeah. And have the graphic with just those two. But. Um, but yeah, now Reigns is going to retain that title, but does he win? Because if Brock shows up, he's probably not going to just beat up Finn Balor. His first punch is probably going to be Roman Reigns. (laughs) Okay. Which would be a DQ win for Balor. Not in an extreme rules match. Oh, I'm... It's like, this what is, are you talking about? This is what we get when they don't announce a stipulation match for the stipulation pay-per-view <laughs> until f- six days out. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Because more than likely, we're well, I don't know if we'll get another one. Maybe they'll announce another match to be SmackDown. Sort of extreme Rules tonight on SmackDown. Oh, that is SmackDown, though. That is a that, SmackDown match. Yeah, that would make two stipulation matches for SmackDown are none for Raw, which would be odd. But, I mean, they also could announce one of the Raw matches has become mm-hmm. a stipulation match. Do you count a triple threat as a stipulation? I don't really. Not, no, not in not, the sense. Not for a pay-per-view called Extreme Rules. No. If this was mm-hmm. WWE triple threat, okay, I'll count it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, that would be that would be so WWE. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. WWE Fatal 4-Way. Featuring all singles matches. <laughs> <laughs> what is going on? <laughs> be one of the most WWE things to do. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, yeah. So, uh, yeah. So Reigns wins. Yeah, yeah. yeah just Reigns. Reigns wins. Mm-hmm. Um, all right. So, 
so there is a chance that well, there will be a winner or a loser. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. Either yeah, Usos and Street Profits, no matter how everything pops out, that'll yes. be the deciding one. Yes, indeed. Cool, 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 cool. All right. Well, um, what did you love this week? So I was just talking about it. I was just talking about this. So the Bianca Homecoming. Uh-huh. Uh Becky gets the last word, right? Mm-hmm. She gets her uh the Yurinagi she hit her with, I think. Yes, yes. At the end. And I was just saying how outside the context of a wrestling match, things seem to hurt worse. Bianca didn't do that. She sold it an appropriate amount of time for that particular move, was up on her feet, uh, 20 seconds or so, still selling that it hurt, but not acting like it killed her and that she wouldn't get up for the next week. Yeah. Still sold it to her. Yes, it could be, you know, that a pinfall could could occur. Mm-hmm. but not selling us to, oh my God, will she be able to show up for the pay-per-view? <laughs> right. <laughs> How will she ever recover from that wrestling move? Good Lord. <laughs> so that, I love you, Bianca. I love you so much. You're awesome. Everything you do is amazing. Yes. Uh, my thing that I love didn't actually take place this week, but I watched it this week. Uh, and that was CM Punk uh, on Renee Paquette's podcast. Uh-huh. Um, he, I, think he was the first person to be back and be the second like a second time guest oh okay for her which was cool um but it's him talking about cult of personality and living color uh and she was talking to she asked him you know uh, when did you know you're gonna to, to use that was that always the plan to try and get them and he was like oh yeah for sure for sure he's like it, it was really funny because he reached out um oh no uh, one of the one of his friends in the band, I guess the the front guy whose name I can't remember, but reached out to to Punk and was like, "Hey, um, so we keep hearing the rumors. Uh, somebody's trying to trademark or you know license your song. If it's you, that's cool. But if it's anybody else, they can f off." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "No, it's 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 us. It's us. We want it. We want it." He's like, "Okay." I thought that was cool of them, and I thought that was just really funny that they were like, "Okay." For him, we'll let you do it. But if anybody else is trying to do this, no, no, get out of here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's so funny. This is for punk only. And he, um, this week, introduced them on stage at a concert. Oh, fun. It was really cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I just thought that was really neat. I'm, st- I'm still over the moon for the summer of punk. <laughs> ah, yes. It's fall. Well, I guess not technically. The return. Well, I don't want to say the fall of punk. That seems negative. <laughs> <laughs> the autumn of punk. The autumn of punk. Um, which, uh, if you haven't had a chance to check it out, which you probably haven't because we haven't talked about it, but that uh, AEW general manager game uh, mm-hmm. that's on mobile, uh, they just added him as a character in there too. Uh, oh, cool. They've been pretty. Uh, not yet, but he's coming because they've been okay. pretty on the ball about getting the guys on there quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a fun little thing. It's a neat little game. Yeah, um, worth checking out. But uh, yeah, so that's our show. Uh, now we will say just a little uh, house cleaning for next week. Um, we programming do, note. Programming note. Um, we are not one hundred percent sure there is going to be a show next week because we do have, uh, you know, life happens and schedules happen. Um, dealing with some new work schedule and just personal schedules, 
we just can't find an appropriate time to where we're not recording at 2 a.m. in the morning <laughs> right. next week. Or uh, recording so early in the week that we don't have anything to cover. That we don't, yeah, that we wouldn't have much to cover. So um, there may not be a show. I am going to try uh, and put something together. Uh, won't be a full blown show. It'll be more of a little, just a little bonus, maybe, you know, 10, 15 minute short podcast form of something if I can. But if there's nothing there, don't worry. We're not done. We've not stopped. We're just having a scheduling issue and we will return for sure the week after. Um, But yeah, just wanted to get that out there. We're not going anywhere. I mean, we hope you miss us. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yes. We hope you're like, man, I don't know what I can do this week because I don't have my positively wrestling (laughs) podcast to listen to. Hey, we appreciate it. We love you for it. Yeah. And uh, hey, you want to show us some love? You want to um, send us a comment? Please do. You can email us at poswrestlecast at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at plus wrestlecast. That's P L U S um, wrestlecast. Uh, you can find me at Timothy K. You can find Stephen at Bizarro Doom. And you can check us out on Facebook. Just search for the Positively Wrestling Podcast. That's it. You guys have a great weekend. If you're watching Stardom, enjoy that pay-per-view. Enjoy Extreme Rules. And, of course, tonight, SmackDown and Rampage Grand Slam. Go CM Punk. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. Matane.